we made it. We're here for Power Hour. We have a special guest. <laughs> here for Power Hour. If you guys are listening on the podcast, Megan has a beautiful baby. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm like, talk about ADHD squirrels. <laughs> Anytime there's babies on the mastermind calls too, I'm like, my brain is like squirrel. We have to talk about that baby. <laughs> Of course. It's like business coaching. No, I need to talk to this person with this child. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here to talk about building a business that works for your brain. And I'm really excited to have Megan here. Megan is a mastermind student of mine. And she also coaches inside Creator Camp and has her own businesses and like all the things going on. So why don't you introduce yourself for people that don't know you and we'll get going. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Megan Griffith. I run a couple businesses uh, at any given time. Kind of depends. Um, <laughs> generally speaking, I work with autistic folks, ADHD folks, ADHDers, and people who are what I call neurocurious. So like people who are exploring and like, I think I have ADHD, but I don't know. So I work with a lot of those folks. And um, a lot of the work that we do is... Um, based on being more productive, getting more done without hating yourself in the process. Because as Faith likes to say, if beating yourself up worked, it would have worked by now. (laughs) And why don't you really quickly give people like, what is like your number one hack for if you want to get something done and you keep putting it off? We were talking about this on the live earlier in the mastermind where you're like, I should be doing this and I should be doing this. And you just keep putting it off and putting it off. Like, how do you actually walk to people through the process of like, how do I actually go from like, I should be doing it to actually doing it? What is the, give us the secret, Megan. (laughs) Okay. Um, so the first secret I'm going to give is, um, how to not do it actually. Um, (laughs) if you, if there's something you're struggling to do, there's a chance, especially if you have autism, ADHD, or another type of neurodivergence, there's a chance you actually can't do it or that doing it takes so much more out of you than it would for other people. And that's super valid and okay. (laughs) Um, So for example, um, we are working on getting these beautiful babies into daycare so that I can do calls without babies. Um, (laughs) And to do that, I don't know if you guys have ever put a kid in daycare before, but there's about a bajillion pieces of paper you have to go through and sign and read and approve and Oh my gosh. I had the paperwork for probably a week and a half. And finally my husband was like, Megan, do you just need me to do it? And I'm like, no, I can do it. He's like, no, I'm not judging you. I'm asking you, do you need help? And I was like, oh shit, I do need help. Yes. Yes, I do. So (laughs) yeah, my first tip is if you can delegate something that's really giving you that hard of a time, do it, do it. (laughs) Automate it. Hey, I hire a VA, ask your partner or partners, do what you got to do. <laughs> Don't do the thing if it's that hard. Now, that's not always going to be an option, but I want to make sure people know that sometimes that is an option. Sometimes we forget that's an option. Kelsey! Kelsey made it. We got the link. We got the link. I was like, I know she's, I knew you were trying. I had a feeling. I was like, I know that she's coming. I was like, she has to have some tech difficulty, but we got it sorted. A little chat behind the scenes has been like, <laughs> but we're all here. So, okay, we'll get, we'll, we're going to get back into productivity tips. Megan's already given us some good tips. Let's let Kelsey introduce herself. <laughs> finally was able to get on with our little tech problem we were having. Yeah. 
know who you are, what you do. Sure. And funny that I am usually the tech person and I always seem to have the most tech issues, but that is what it is. And we go with the flow, right? Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Kelsey Silver. I am also referred to as the NeuroSpicy CEO, but you can call me Kels. I am the founder and owner of the NeuroSpicy CEO, where we take a look at uh, the operations and streamlining businesses for neurodivergent entrepreneurs. I have a 10-year background in corporate consulting. I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist, plus a MIT certified data analyst, and the list goes on, but you don't need my CV to know uh, that my my passion is around helping neurodivergent entrepreneurs streamline their business in a way that works for their brain so that they can actually have the energy left to live life. I love that. I'm so excited to talk to both of you. So Megan, you were talking about delegating. I know like one of the things I hear from people all the time as like, but like, that's not possible for me. I don't have a husband or I don't have a team. So like for people that maybe their first thought is like delegating is not possible. Do you have any creative ways to delegate at all or? Mm-hmm. So have you ever heard the phrase of like, oh, well that's future Megan's problem, <laughs> you know? Now, what we don't want to do is just kick our responsibilities down the line until we create a disaster for ourselves. But it is possible to delegate to your future self. There are problems that don't need solved immediately, believe it or not. Like ADHD years are going to be like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah, ADHD is so really focused on now or not right. now. And it's like, sometimes it's not now. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really important when we're talking about building businesses too, is like, not every problem you have has to be solved now and being able to identify like what does need to be done now. And then the other things, you know, I often will write down a to-do list that has like a thousand things on it for the day. But then I look at that list and I'm like, but what are the things that have to be actually done today? And a lot of that stuff gets delegated next week, next month, sometime in the future and into future self. Um, what about you, Kelsey? Do you have tips for creative tips for delegating if you're like need things off your list, but maybe you don't have a team or a husband to delegate things to? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, my my like whole signature framework framework is around tech team and talent. And if you don't have a tech uh, if you don't have team, right, tech is on your payroll. And so I delegate to technology a lot. I do it. I did it in my corporate career, but I do it in my business a lot and with for my clients because everyone thinks or not everyone, let me not generalize. A lot of people go into purchasing technology as, oh, this is a thing that's going to help me do X. But in reality, I like to talk about tech being on your payroll. It's another employee for you. It's another person that will learn and do what you need it to do. And I always also say that you've got a neurospicy tax that comes with purchasing technology, right? Because you're either going to get distracted or you're going to forget what it can do or you're going to purchase something because it was shiny. But that's okay. You build that into your budget and you move forward with with what can I give to technology? What are things that I do that I hate? What are things that are emotionally draining? What's energetically draining? What's not within my wheelhouse that I'd have to spend a lot of time learning how to do? And how can I delegate that to a piece of technology? Yeah, and I know too, like I work with a lot of beginner online business owners and the tech can be really overwhelming for people. But I'll just add like, keep the technology stuff very simple when you're starting. Like a lot of people are trying to build these like really, really complex things. And it's like, yeah, that's nice. But a lot of times they don't work that well. You don't really have a good sales system for your business. Your messaging is off. Like building these really complicated yeah. tech stuff isn't really going to help you. But 
I always tell people just start with like, start with just templating your email. So if somebody asks you a question, just save your response. Like, so you exactly. use responses, like think of simple things, like simple ways to use technology or start with just learning one program. The other thing I'll mm -hmm. see people do is they're like, I'm going to learn. Like, Click up in Asana and Notion. And, <laughs> and Asana, well, and I'm going to also learn how to build a web page and I'm going to learn it to a sales page and I'm going to launch a podcast. And it's like, all right, let's just learn like one program at a time here. <laughs> and learn it deeply. Like there's something very uh, rewarding about learning the thing that you're going to use very deeply. So like if you're going for a Kajabi, great. Kajabi can do all the things, but it can only do all the things if you're actually going to dedicate the time or have someone who can dedicate the time to do it deeply. Otherwise, it's just another piece of tech that's going to sit on the shelf. Like we all talk, we all talk about our digital bookshelf with our courses that we've never touched and all that stuff. Tech is the same thing. Not to call anybody out, but you've got tech that's sitting on your bookshelf collecting dust. <laughs> Megan, I see you. Oh my goodness. Me. Yeah, that it's just so pertinent right now. I am switching finally from the hobgoblin amalgamation of uh, tech to like an all-in-one. And it's amazing. It's so yeah. much work, but it's amazing. So I found the same thing for a lot of the clients that I work with, particularly it's the way that our neurodivergent brains work. I think having an all-in-one relieve some of that pressure. I, I use um, an all-in-one called Nurture Lead. It's based on Go High Level and it has everything I need in it. It's my CRM, it's my tagging, it's my automations, and it's my email structure. And I just don't have to think about trying to connect everything. There's something very calming about no, I just have to Google for the one program that I'm working on. I don't have to Google how to connect Zapier and everything like that. And I'm a tech, like I have a background in technology and I still hate having to Google how to do the thing, right? Um, when it's 10,000 different things. So there is, I, I have noticed a trend, particularly with people with brains like ours, that an all-in-one just, it, it sets a calm and it sets a cadence that you can work towards and you can learn it deeply. What tips do you guys have for like the procrastination? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this. But there's days like I come in the office and I like crush, right? And I'm like, for those that listen, I don't know. I have ADHD and I'm pretty newly diagnosed. I've only been had a diagnosis for like maybe a year or so now. Um, but since you guys are here, I'm going to pick these experts brains, right? I'm like, some days I come in the office, I crush, I sit down. It's like, I get like an incredible amount of work done. And then other days I like sit in here and I like think about like, I could do this. I should do that. I don't really want to do any of it. And like, I will like procrastinate work. I really bad about calling my assistant Kelsey up on Skype. And then I'm like bothering the team and I'm like bothering Matt, but I'm not really like working. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, messing around more or less. Yeah. Yeah, in the business. <laughs> you're dabbling. You're just dabbling. Yeah, yeah I, so I like dabbling or <laughs> dabblepreneurship. <laughs> so I I use the three two one method, and I use a piece of technology. So I'll go through both. So the three two one method is three things I have to do, two things I need to do, and one thing I want to do. And so what that lets me do is it's three things I, I must do. Like it's the three things that are going to push the business forward that are due today or that are due very, very soon. And it's, it can be small things. Like literally it can be make sure you add the button to your sales page. Three things I must absolutely have to do. Three things that are important. That I mean, two things that, um, you know, I should get done. 
They may not be urgent, but they're three, two things that are, that are going to help me in the future. They're going to set future Kelsey up for success. And then one thing that's going to be emotionally or some other way rewarding to me. And that can be, you know, the dabbling, right? And so I give myself ultimate permission that at least one thing on my to-do list is going to be personally rewarding for me, is going to make me happy, is going to hit, be that little dopamine hit. And I do them in that order. It, you can, some people also call it like eat the frogs, right? You eat the, the frogs at the beginning. You do all that yucky work, those three things you must absolutely have to do first. And then you get to work down so that you're ending the day on this really rewarding piece. And then the piece of technology I use is an app called Use Motion. And it's it's perfect for me. It doesn't work for every brain. But for me, it's a project management system, kind of like Asana, but it uh, coordinates with my calendar and it also has a built in scheduler. And so I put all of my tasks in there with all of their due dates and it plops it in the those tasks into the white space in my calendar. So I don't have this symptom of staring at my at my to-do list going, what am I going to do next? I don't I don't really want to do that. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. For me. If I come in this office with no plan, it's like game over. Mm -hmm. like, I always have to have like my top two or three things. A lot Lately, I've just been doing two. But I'm like, if I sit down at this desk without like a clear objective, it is like, and especially I think people have this misconception too that like you have a team and like, oh, it's, everything is like easier. I'm like, no, there's just like more people asking me for things. <laughs> it's like Truth. more easy. It's just easier to be distracted. <laughs> Truth. In my, in my corporate more messages, more stuff to, to deal with. Everybody's needing things. It feels like. At the um, height of my corporate career, I had a team of five. Oh my God. It was so easy to get distracted. It's, it's so like, easy to have. Yeah, like I think when you have ADHD, it's like, it's hard to manage a team sometimes. Cause you're like, yeah, let me do this. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, well, I didn't, what did I do today? I don't know. It's, it's three <laughs> o'clock and I got nothing. To, yep. Yeah. I got absolutely. Yes. That happens a lot too. I want to ask you about the dopamine hit. So explain to us like, or maybe for people that don't know, I know dopamine is really related to ADHD. Yeah. What is it? And like, how does it, how does it work in our brains? Like, what's the deal, Kelsey? Yeah. What's the deal with dopamine? So the, the really simplified version is dopamine's your happy chemical. It's the thing that keeps you motivated, keeps you excited. But particularly for those of us with ADHD, but it does apply to other flavors of neurospicy as well. Because neurodivergent, just to like backtrack a quick second, when I talk neurodivergent, um, I'm coming from a therapeutic background. So I'm talking about uh, PTSD. I'm talking about autism. I'm talking about Down syndrome. Uh, traumatic brain injuries, all of those things fall under this umbrella called neurodivergence. It just means you think other, you think differently than the norm. And it was a, a term coined way back in the 80s. So it's actually a very, very large umbrella. So a lot of people could technically identify as neurodivergent should they so choose. But for those of us specifically with ADHD and other combined comorbid, if you're going to get technical uh, disorders, dopamine is just your happy chemical. It's your hit that keeps you engaged in the task that says, yes, I wanna do this. A lot of us get dopamine hits from planning, but then the dopamine wears off by the time we have to execute. Or we get dopamine from choosing our brand colors. And then the dopamine wears off when we go to actually put them in the camp in Canva and our little brand doodad. And we keep getting these hits, but it's it's every time you need a hit, just like with all things, right? You need a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And so I love, I saw a post on social media once that was, hey, all you 
high overachieving people pleasing girls who would read until 2 a.m. before high school. How's scrolling through social media going for you? And it's because those, right, Megan? <laughs> so it's because way back then, we would escape and we would get our dopamine hits from reading or for, from other activities. And now social media has replaced that dopamine hit because it's faster. It's more. But we have to keep using it. So it's it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, that's really interesting. I definitely struggle with social media addiction for sure. And I actually, I was going to make like a reel about this, but I actually spent like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 minutes yesterday making my smartphone into a dumb phone because I was just like, yes. this is out of control. I need like, I need, I need help. <laughs> I have serious parental permissions on my own phone because um, it was impacting my relationship with my daughter as well. Like I would be on, I would have my phone, I would check it. I wouldn't be on it while she was next to me, but I would check it all the time. And I did not like that feeling. Like, sure, she's watching Little Mermaid. I don't need to be actively engaging with her, but I wasn't really present. And the same thing was happening when I would try to do a task in my business. So like combined on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, my phone gives me 20 minutes a day. Whoa, I don't think I'm that fast. But... <laughs> you have no idea the kind of decision making you can get done. <laughs> when your when phone's you... going to lock you out. <laughs> yeah. Now I can, I can add 10 minutes, but I can only add 10 minutes once. And then it literally locks me out and I had to have to put a passcode in if I want to make it further. But, but it was because like, I know that I'm going to check the mastermind Facebook group. I'm going to check two other groups and I'm going to check my own group and I'm going to do it in teeny little spurts two or three times a day. And that's it. That's it. No more. Yeah. That's very, very good. Yeah. I just had to make like certain settings where it was like, it's tricky too, because I do need to be able to go on social media for Absolutely. work. So it's not like I don't want to delete the apps. Like I want to have them on there, but then I want to like not be scrolling all the time. So, so I've got a tip for you. Yeah, give me all those tips. If most of your need to be on social media is to ensure that you're responding to comments and DMs, download the um, business manager app from Facebook because it connects mm -hmm. fa your Facebook and your Instagram and you, you don't have to do parental controls on that one because all it lets you do is comment back or answer DMs. Damn, I didn't know that. That's a really good tip. I don't respond to any stuff on social media, but I'm still glad to know that though for yeah. my students and stuff because I didn't keeps, know that. It prevents the scroll, right? Because you're scrolling. Now, obviously, if you're doing research. Camp, we just had a discussion about that where I was like, you know, I think being on social media as a creator versus a consumer are very, very different. But mm -hmm. because it's so addicting, it's easy for me to start using it like a consumer all the time. And I'm like, no, I want to be a creator, right? I put stuff out here. I'm not, I don't want to be a consumer of it necessarily. Yep. And that's like a hard, it's a hard line to walk. But I didn't know that about the comments. If I still was responding to comments, and if you're a small creator, you should, right? I used to respond to like, every person that would message me, I would literally make like a live stream video answering every question I got for years. So yeah. I, I think it is important to respond to comments. And so if you guys, that's a great tip for you guys that need to do comments and find it. I think all of us, even if you're not neurodivergent, like social media is still very addicting. Like I hear people all the time talking about social media addiction that maybe don't have neurodivergence. So that's a yeah. great tip. I did not know that. And is that's free? Yeah, the, it comes with your business manager, page. What is it called? It's the Facebook Business Manager app. It's on your business phone. Manager app. Yep, and it right. so it connects your Facebook page, your Facebook group if you have one, and Instagram all into one app, and everything comes through there. And so you can just respond right within this very basic, very uninteresting interface. 
that's just like a quick little messenger piece. And then the other tip, obviously, is to pre-schedule your content if you can. That way you're not in the app trying to put the content out. And so you don't get that temptation. It's a lot about managing temptation. Part of my therapeutic work was in substance abuse and so like counseling. And so a lot of it, I just apply. What did we help our, our clients with, with relapse prevention? It's the same kind of thing for myself. <laughs> really funny because I use my social work stuff in the mastermind all right? the time. And I feel like our business coaching calls often feel like support group calls. <laughs> truth, truth. Yep, absolutely. It's just like, well, we all have human brains, you know, it's good, good things for all of us absolutely. to know. So what tips do you guys have for somebody who's like, I want to have a business, but I've been dabbling around. I cannot get this thing off the ground. I'm always changing my niche. I can't make any progress. And they just feel like they have this vision for the life they want. And there's like all of this steps you need to take right between like where they are, where they are now. And they just feel overwhelmed and stuck. And they're not really moving. Like they're not really moving forward. What tips do you guys have for people to actually start moving towards having a profitable business? Megan, I know you may have some quiet, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me, oh, I got to take you off me. Okay. <laughs> okay, hi. <laughs> I forgot you can't see that. We don't have the button. No. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, so I think what I would remind them of is, uh, you know, when you're in one of those parking lots that has the teeny tiny parking spaces and the aisles are teeny tiny and you end up having to do like a 15 point turn to get out. Every 15 point turn you do is a step closer to getting out. It feels like you're in the same spot, but you're not. And Ooh, so I think way of thinking about it. I think this tendency a lot of ADHDers have to change their niche all the time, to start over. It can feel like you're starting over from base, but you're not. You're not, you're not, you're not. You have learned skills in the previous iteration. Reiterating is how we become better. I think ADHDers are actually better at reiterating than non-ADHDers in some capacities. And so like if we can embrace it and give ourselves compassion and say, hey, you're not fucking up, you're actually doing a good job, that's going to carry you so much further than like, nope, I can't make a move until it's the right one. That's never going to happen. That's a good point. And I think a lot of what's so hard about entrepreneurship, it's like, can you let go of what we're taught about like doing things in the right order and doing things step by step and that everything's supposed to be linear? Like, can you like let that idea die? And can you kind of be okay with what you're saying, like those like little adjustments and little turns where it maybe looks like you're not going, but it eventually is all going to line up and you will be on the path you want to be, right? What about I'm going gonna, gonna to say something fairly similar, but it's just a little worded a little bit differently because, you know, we all, we all absorb things a little bit differently. So um, one of the sort of accepted project management um, and, and change management concepts out there is called a PDSA cycle. It's a plan, do, study, act. And all it means is you're going to take one thing you want to change. You're going to make a teensy, tiny change. And you're going to see how it goes. And then the next time you go to make that change, you know, next time you want to change something, you make a teensy, tiny little change, and then you see how it goes. And so this is very similar to those 15-point turns. Every time you alter something, you go in with an open mind, and you say, it's okay. If I'm changing this, I'm changing this. That's fine. I just need to make sure I understand why I changed it, right? So don't do it on a whim. Don't do it from fear. Don't do it from imposter syndrome. But why I changed it. And then how am I going to know if the change worked, right? If the change, if it feels better, 
if it's more in line with who you are, if it helps support the life you want to live, if it is more exciting to you, all of those are perfectly valid reasons as to why you made the change. And so for, for our brains, giving ourselves the permission to dabble, like I, I use the word dabble a lot because our brains need that. It is that dopamine hit helps us stay engaged. And what I tell my clients a lot is that, um, so I throw out the business plan and I bring in the, the strategy, right? And a lot of times when we plan, we get really excited about the plan and then we can't execute. But when you have a strategy, it's like you're bowling with the bumpers up. Because even if you bowl sideways, the bumpers are going to kind of keep you in there and you're still going to make it to the end. All that matters is you're still going to make it to the end. It doesn't matter that it took it 20 minutes to get to the end of the bowling. I'm a terrible bowler, by the way. Um, it doesn't matter how long it took you to get the, to the end of the bowling lane. If you have a strategy, meaning what's your primary lead gen, what's the primary thing you're selling, how are you selling it, and how are you going to deliver it? Those, that's, that's it, four things. There's four things that make your business. And so if you can stay within those boundaries, then it doesn't matter what choice you make, what changes you make, how often you change, you're still going to end up at the end of that bowling alley. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I have to ask you guys, I've been seeing this stuff on the gram lately, and it's like, ADHD is your superpower. Like, what do you guys think about that? Is that, is it, is it a superpower? Is it hard? Is it good? Like, what, what is the deal? I've got a statistic for you. <laughs> I would love to hear what you guys think about that, though, seriously. Yeah, I've got an actual statistic for you. Okay. Neurodiv neurodivergent individuals are three times more likely to become entrepreneurs mm. than our neurotypical counterparts. Why do you think that is? So statistically speaking, the the view is split. So this is from like actual studies that have been done. To some extent, it's because we reject the nine to five. All that means is that our brains aren't wired for that corporate structure. I counter that because, you know, I am at corporate at an executive level and still work. So, you know, <laughs> fine. And I'm not that special. There's plenty of people that are at that high level. So that I always kind of question that we're not made for the nine to five, because guess what? When you're running your business, you're, it's still a business. So my theory and what tends to be backed up by a lot of the studies is that because of our ingenuity, because our brain thinks differently, we're better capable and better wired to think out of the box, which is required for successful entrepreneurship. Yeah. That's my personal theory. Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. What you, Megan? What do you think about that? I sort of have the opposite point of view. Um, I, I, I love it, yeah. Not, not necessarily opposite. Opposite feels too extreme. I think that ADHD is a neutral trait, which means it's sort of like having red hair. Like there's good and bad things about it, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you stand out in a crowd and sometimes you don't want to if you've got bright red hair, but also like bright red hair is very beautiful. And anyway, so ADHD specifically though is like, yeah, like maybe we're more likely to be entrepreneurs. And yeah, there's the question of like, is that because we're better at it or is it because it's the only job that's accessible to a lot of us? Like, uh, so there's that. But also, I think it does us a disservice to pretend that ADHD isn't also a neurodevelopmental disability, which is what it is categorically. And like, I think people are really afraid of the word disability. And I understand I was too for a long time. I still kind of am. But 
it's been really helpful learning about disability justice and the idea that disability is also a neutral trait. Yeah. <laughs> like our society paints disability as like the worst thing. Like it's not uncommon for people to tell disabled people to their faces that they would rather be dead than have their disability. Like yep. that's a common right. occurrence. Yep. Like, holy shit. So I think it's just important to remember that disability is part of a natural diversity in the human experience. And I like the word disability rather than differently abled or something like that because mm -hmm. disability is a more accurate descriptor in my opinion because there are abilities I don't have because of my ADHD. Mm -hmm. I do not perceive time in a linear fashion. I don't. Mm -hmm. There is no different ability about it. It's just a lack. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. So I don't personally love the ADHD as superpower identity, but something I'm learning is other people do. And if that works yeah. for them, hell yeah, more power to you. I love it. Just don't put it on me necessarily. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good. I love how you said that. That's a really good way of putting it. Like that might work for you. And that's awesome. And I love that mm -hmm. for you. But like, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think when I saw it, I was like, I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> And I think the same applies to think about it. I think the same applies to neurospicy. Like it's literally in my business name, but a lot of people find it very irreverent and very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You're just not my, you know, like you're you're just not gonna vibe with with the way that I see my neurodivergence. And that's 100 percent valid. And you should protect yourself and keep yourself safe in the way that you need to keep yourself safe. But I like the playfulness of it because for me, I'm like I'm a comic book nerd and I'm a I'm a high fantasy nerd, right? And so for me, I like the term superpower because Superman had kryptonite. So it's not an exclusive thing for me, but 100%, it does not need to be the same for you. And I think that's very important because like, you'll notice that while I've said ADHD, I haven't actually called out all of my neuro spicy flavors, right? I tend not to. But Megan, in a lot of your copy, you're like super, super beautifully specific about what you have and you really own that. And I'm saying that 100% is a good thing. So for me, like I have, so I have a neurodivergence plus mental health plus physical health. It's just too long of a list and I don't bother. And plus that doesn't define me in that way. I prefer to call myself neurospicy. But it's the same in the queer community, right? Like it's for, for, like I identify as queer as well, but some people hate the word queer. Like some people think it's very irreverent. So it's it, the language you use has to be right for you and you have to be who you are in your business. You can't be something other because then A, you're just perpetuating it and and B, no one's going to vibe with someone who's ingenuine. I went on a, phone, a very big tangent. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go there. No, that was all really good. <laughs> I thought it was really thoughtful. Yeah, uh, just a quick note on the term neurospicy and other playful terms for neurodivergence. Something, again, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Please don't use it. It's fine. Uh, but my perspective on why I do enjoy the term neurospicy, why I do enjoy TikToks that sometimes make light of our neurodivergencies and stuff like that, the reason I find it enjoyable is because I think it's incredibly reductionist to boil disability down to only the sucky parts. Yep. Like what? So all disabled people are just supposed to be miserable all the time. Yeah. There's no levity to be found ever. Like, right. Come on. We're people. Sometimes yeah. we can't do shit and it's a little funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. The fact that my ketchup bottle got into the, you know, the freezer is hilarious to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I can see you were in that, right? I love that. What do you guys think about 
sometimes I feel like we are taught all the time about how to be good employees. We go to school. It's like the nine to five. Everything's very structured, especially in entrepreneurship. Right now, I feel like, again, the like hustle culture stuff is kind of coming back around. It kind of swung the other way where it was like, we're all in flow. <laughs> and then it's like this other extreme of like, get up at 2 a.m. or I don't know, sacrifice your life and like only work. And like, but I think it's interesting because like, what do you think about we all want to have these businesses, but then I think sometimes we spend a lot of time being like, well, I'm not doing it right, though. I should be in my office. I should be working between these hours. I should be more focused. I shouldn't be dabbling around. And I think we spend a lot of time making ourselves really wrong in our businesses. Do you have any any examples where that's happened to you and any tips for people that are doing that of like, how can you make like your brain and the way you like to do things feel like it's okay when we're kind of taught, this is how you should do it. Your butt should be at your desk nine to five. And like, you should be working very hard and you should not be having any fun and it should all be very serious. And like, what would be, yeah, an experience you've had with that. And do you have any tips for anybody that might be feeling like I'm doing it all wrong and I'm like messing it all up somehow? This book. <laughs> Megan has a book. <laughs> what this is book, it called? It's called We're All Neurodiverse by Sunny Jane Wise. Oh, okay. It's about neuronormativity. Neuronormativity is the idea that there is a normal brain, which is like kind of weird if you start to think about it. But this normal brain is based on patriarchy. It's based on white supremacy. It's based on capitalism. It's based on this nine to five energy, right? And um, the reason we feel so wrong is not a personal mindset issue. This is how we were taught to feel. You were taught to feel this way about yourself. This was not some accident or you're not confident enough this was intentional. The system is fucking you on purpose. Like, sorry, but it is. And I think when you're neurodivergent, you have to address these things in a way that people who maybe have like able-minded privilege don't like, sometimes they can see past it or they can ignore it because it doesn't affect them quite as much, or they may not realize how profoundly it affects them. And that's why I love the title. We're all neurodiverse because it doesn't matter if you're neurotypical, this stuff affects you too. This hurts you too. And so amazing book, Sunny Jane's the best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if you feel like you're doing it wrong, start examining the influences in your life. Don't just examine yourself because you're probably not the problem. Yeah. What about you, Kelsey? So I have to often separate my personal like upbringing from my therapeutic background, from my business experience, because I've got kind of these three different perspectives. And when I really examine them very much, like Megan's talking about, um, the there's no wrong way to do business unless you're harming others. So as long as you are coming from a, a consent-based sales place, and, and not to say that all sales that isn't consent-based is wrong, but this is just my personal opinion, right? As long as you're coming from a consent-based sales, you are not telling people that they're horrible. You're not being, you know, racist, homophobic, all those, you know, list, that little list. As long as you're not harming someone, there's no wrong way to do business. And my whole, literally my entire business is based on you have to build one that works for you, that works with the life you want to have, that, um, you know, there's, there's also this strange concept that particularly those of us who identify as women, there, that we shouldn't have a business because of the money. 
which is a very interesting concept to me because guess what? The reason I want to have my business is so that I can go do fun things with my daughter. Um, but which in and of itself is also a patriarchy piece because I am a mother. And so there's that layer of, well, I did my duty for, you know, for society, me. And, you know, so, so for me, it's, it's very much, I love that phrase from you, Megan, questioning where those influences are coming from that tell you that you're wrong. And then from my own upbringing, it's that good girl syndrome. Now that's very, you know, gender specific, but I'm going to stick with that phrase just because it's very recognizable. It's the good girl syndrome of if it's not like everyone else, it must be wrong. Mm -hmm. And one of our strengths tends to be that we're not like everyone else. As such, that's a good thing. And as such, yeah. that means that your business is a good thing. And so sometimes it's literally about tricking your brain. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen someone who is petrified of going up on stage. Um, there's a demo of it where you can, if you tell your brain out loud, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to say these things. The feeling that I'm identifying as nervousness is actually excitement your brain literally switches. I have watched people go through this exercise and go from shut down and petrified to get up on stage, owning the room. Play games with your brain, trick your brain. You absolutely have control over, over how you think about That's things. That's so thus, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Psychology's fun. <laughs> yeah. I had this happen with like a couple little stupid things in my life. They were just like little things, but I just realized like, I had this whole story about how I never finished books. So I would buy books and I would like read part of them and then I would never finish them. And I just kept, I started telling myself like, oh, I shouldn't buy any more books till mm -hmm. I like finish them. And I really need to like, I really got to like start picking up a book and finishing it. And this, I, it was like, I made this like into a huge problem. And then one day I was just kind of like, why? <laughs> why like, are we telling us? Why story? can't I just fucking read a couple chapters out of the book and like move along if I want? Like, is that really such a big problem and it really it sounds so silly but it actually really like took a lot of shame off of me like I really felt like I was like should be doing it different and bad the way I was doing it was wrong or something reading books is so silly but it's like little things like that for me have been really big lately where I'm just like what if I just let myself do that and it's fine <laughs> ask for forgiveness not permission <laughs> yeah I'm like what if I just read a couple chapters out of every book is that like the worst crime in the world or I like to change I know you're like, pick one system and I'm I'm with you on that. But I like changing productivity systems. Like I like learning new ones. I like having new ones. I like, like I've, I've used like ClickUp, Asana. I've used Trello. I've used all of them, Notion, everything. And I just was like, finally, I was like, you just have to use Asana. That's just what you have to do. And I was like making myself do that. And then I was like, why? Like if I want to use, right now I'm using Amazing Marvin, which is great if you have ADHD because you can change it it'll mimic all these different systems into like different skins. So mm -hmm. right now I have mine set up like things three, which is an app, but you could have it set up like Asana or Todoist or whatever. And it will just reconfigure your stuff into different layouts, which is really good for me. But I just like, was like, what if I just let myself every month pick a new app and I just put my stuff in it? Is it like really like that big of a deal? And I just came to a place where I was like, you know what? I don't mind spending my time setting one up to have mm -hmm. the excitement of the new app. And like, I am fortunate enough that I'm in a place in my business where I can afford to spend time doing stuff like that. And, and, you know, I don't do it like every other day or anything, you guys, but <laughs> I was like, what if that's not such a big deal that I like 
using a new tool. And that's like exciting to me. Like, what if I just let myself do that? And that was like such a big relief when I made that decision. So I think sometimes it's like, we think it's like these huge things, but for me, it's really been like the small things I realized yeah. I was shaming myself around. Let's focus on that word shame, because as soon as you start feeling shame, that's when you have to start questioning everything because yeah. there is no shame in business. Again, as long as you're not hurting other people or yourself, there shouldn't be much shame in business. And so investigating what's happening when you start saying shame, when you start feeling shame is, is a really valuable tool. Yeah. And it's such a fun time of entrepreneurship because there's all this new technology and new ways to do things and we get to like invent kind of new ways of being in business, which I think is interesting. Megan, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, as someone who had a therapist once tell me that I have a shame-based personality, whatever the hell that <laughs> is supposed to mean. Um, that is so, very, that is so intense. That is such an intense. Shall we dive in? <laughs> very uh, deeply familiar with shame. Uh <laughs> one could say it's a cornerstone of who I am. It's becoming less so. And part of it is knowing that I'm neurodivergent, knowing I'm ADHD and autistic. That's been so utterly freeing for me. And so like, oh, I'm not doing it wrong. I'm doing it autistically. I'm not doing it wrong. I'm doing it the ADHD way. That's fine. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good way of thinking it's about it. It's a beautiful it, way to own it. Yeah. Yeah. It's All been right. great. I want, I want you guys to tell everybody just a little bit about what you do, if you have something free they can get or any resources you want to share, where we can stalk you on social media. This was such a good conversation. I feel like we could talk about this all day, but I want, if they want to continue these conversations with you, tell them where they can do that. Ben, you can go ahead. Everybody oh, okay. always gets shy at this. Everybody's always like the whole time while on the show, just like, pop, pop, pop. and then I'm like, okay, plug your things. Everybody's like, <laughs> well, the, the email you sent out said extroverts, be kind to the introverts, make sure they get a chance to speak. And so I was like, I better shut up every now and again. Uh, I like to talk. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So uh, here's the thing. I'm going through a rebrand at the moment, but where you can find me currently is called neurodivergentmagic.com, neurodivergent underscore magic on Instagram. Um, all of that will be changing shortly. So if the word neurodivergent is like kind of too broad for you, especially because I do tend to work mostly with ADHDers and autistic folks, and I don't love the misuse of the word neurodivergent to mean ADHD and autistic. That's part of the reason for the rebrand. Anyway, more than you needed to know, that's where you can find me. Um, on my website, I actually have a link to... Um, three free trainings all about executive dysfunction and like how to get shit done. So completely free. I want to say each one's at least 20 minutes. So you get, I think an hour's worth of training from me. Totally. That sounds free. great. And it's just how um, to get things done. I think everybody wants to get more stuff done. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. we'll put the links for that in the show notes and we'll put it, we also do blog posts for these for you guys that are watching the video. And so we'll put all the links up on the website too. And then what about you, Kelsey? Where yes. So um, KelseySilver.com Kelsey and uh, right, I make it easy for myself. Trust me. Uh, so KelseySilver.com, uh, right at the top of the screen, you can uh, down click, see a little clicky button to download my uh, find and fix your biggest operational roadblock in under an hour. It walks you through all the steps to identify where your biggest either emotional, operational, like whatever's holding you back from taking that next step in your business, how to identify it, and then some suggestions on steps you can take based on the kind of roadblock you're looking at. Um, and then I've got a bunch of other free trainings on there as well. 
um, but that'll pop you onto my list. And I uh, usually twice a week put out some really fun stuff about actionable tips you can do and implement like right after you read the email to actually streamline your business, automate it. I talk a lot about different ways you can automate your business and, and make it simpler for you because my whole thing is that I operate my entire business between naps with my daughter. So that is the only time I work is when she is asleep. Amazing. <laughs> because my, I mean, why am I going to build a business that goes exactly against the reason that I built my business, which was to spend more time with her. Mm -hmm. And so that's the the best way to pop onto my list. You see hear from me regularly, but I also hang out on Instagram. It's Kelsey E silver. Uh, so you don't have to stick an E in between, um, but you can find me in the DMS and all that stuff. And if you want to be part of a Facebook group, that's all about uh, neuro spicy CEOs. You can join my neuro spicy CEO Facebook group and we Ooh. hang out there and have some fun oh, stuff. Really yeah and i'm doing a bunch of free trainings in february march so oh okay so everybody go in that facebook group and then megan are you on instagram where should people stalk you on the socials you just want people to go to the website or do you want to shout out your instagram oh me yeah oh yeah yeah my instagram right now is um at neurodivergent underscore magic okay cool so we'll put all of their links in the show notes. They're both obviously like a wealth of knowledge. And I think both of you just do such great, important work. I respect you guys so much. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and share this with everybody. I'm excited for it to go up on the podcast and the email it out. Um, this is so fun. I love talking to you both. This is great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll thank see you guys you. in the mastermind. <laughs> see you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.